Kyle, thanks much for watching Making Healthcare Work for You, Different Perspectives and Empowering Solutions. I'm Stephanie Fields, joined by my co-host, Dr. Apoorv Gupta, and today we are welcomed by Dr. Jennifer Stevens, who is the Chief Medical Officer of the Lehigh Valley Physicians Group and also the Chief Value and Ambulatory Care Officer at the Lehigh Valley Health Network, and Dr. Beth Kariva, who is the Associate Medical Director at Lehigh Valley Physicians Group and the Associate Chief Medical Executive for Value and Primary Care Service Line. Thank you both for being here with us. We are really excited to talk to you because you focused so much on patient experience in a way that you've able you've been able to reduce the no-show rates, more effectively deal with less staffing, and just had a really amazing result. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the program that you've been offering and what you've been seeing with it? Thank you, Stephanie. Well, it's really a pleasure to be here. We're excited to share the initiative that we've been working on. Uh, so for the past couple of years, uh, Lehigh Valley Health Network, and in particular Lehigh Valley Physician Group, has been working on something that if you look across the country, most organizations are looking at, which is access and how to do that in a way that's patient-centric and meets the needs of anyone that may want to come into our organization or needs to see a clinician or a care provider. And so uh, so around two to three years ago, we started on a journey to say, how could we do this differently? Uh, how could we meet the needs of our patients and do it in a way that really facilitates the kind of access that they need and deserve? And so as part of that, <clears throat> we created something called the welcome video visit or the patient partnership model. And this is a model that has multiple facets to it. Uh, as we're going to have this conversation, I think we'll, we'll really detail what that looks like. But at the end of the day, it's about establishing a relationship with a patient before they come into our building before they walk through our door. It's connecting with them. It's saying, what are, you, what are you needing from the healthcare system and how can we partner with you best to do that? And, uh, and it's reaching out to them in a way that, uh, that frankly, we haven't seen other organizations do before and it's had wide reaching implications for us. Oh, uh, Jennifer, I, I really love what you described. I, I feel like as you're talking about it, uh, my uh, thought process is changing. So it's kind of like that paradigm shift moment where you say, oh, God, we don't have to wait for the patients to come here. There are patients as soon as they reach out to us. And that itself, little concept as it may be, is sort of mind blowing. So I'd, I'd love to hear more about how you thought about that. And what does this virtual video visit actually consist of so that our audience can also visualize this better? So as we started to go down the process to say, how do we do this? How do we build a, a video visit or a connection more than anything with a patient before they come into our practice? We recognized we had a need to enhance access. We wanted them to be able to come in at a timing that was right for them and, and that made sense. So we started to create a model where we reached out to them, as I mentioned, virtually. Through the pandemic, we had a lot more virtual tools than we did before, and we leveraged a workforce that we created that was remote, that we realized was different. Most of what we had experienced at that time with access and with our internal workforce was that we were down staff. Staffing was a challenge through the pandemic, and it spun off a need to recruit differently for us as a medical group and an organization. And so as part of this work, we created a remote workforce uh, that essentially became our team 
that started to do this work, that started to outreach to our patients. Now that remote, remote workforce also started to fill other needs. We realized that as we were able to do this work, we were able to take administrative burden off of our practices, such that tasks that were being done in an office didn't necessarily need to be done there. We found and thought through what could be done by this uh, regional remote workforce instead as they were reaching out to our patients differently. So as we go through this conversation, I'd love to talk a little bit more about that, but I'm gonna turn it over to Beth to speak about what does that welcome video visit look like for somebody and, and what would be involved in it? Sure, thank you. The welcome video visits were conducted by care management partners who are RNs by training, uh, reaching out to the patients to connect prior to that first visit. And these welcome visits had four core elements. So one was really to welcome patients, let them know about the practice that they would be joining. They would send patients a picture of the practice, some information about the clinician they would be seeing, and also to help to connect them to our digital platform. So uh, MyLVHN through Epic, um, after they did the initial welcome, they also talked with patients about what was their past medical history. So really working to preload the chart um, so that both the, the patient and the clinician could really hit the ground running at that first visit by having all of that documentation already available. The next step was really to better understand what the patient's goals were in accessing care. Were they establishing care? Did they have an acute concern that they needed to talk with a clinician potentially even more urgently? And if that was the case, then that, that first visit was moved up accordingly. So really looking to understand why was the patient coming in? What were their goals and priorities? And what was it that they wanted their new clinician to know about them, um, as well as their personal priorities and preferences? And then lastly, it was really to initiate care at that visit. So if it was noted that the patient was due for breast cancer screening, the care management partner would, would go ahead and order that for them. Um, if the patient said, you know, I, I haven't seen my previous doctor for a little while and I'm about to run out of my thyroid medicine, um, can someone help me with a refill until I get to that new patient appointment? Really, again, helping them to initiate the, their care at that very first visit so that when they walk into that new patient appointment with their clinician, uh, that clinician already knows about them, about their history, about what it, why it is they're establishing care, and they already have started that process of continuing care with our health network. And you've seen incredible results with this. I think you said that the no-show uh, rate dropped from 8% to 2%. Mm -hmm. that's yes, that's correct. Yeah. And, and honestly, we believe that a lot of that has to do with the recognition that we're establishing a relationship with the patient before they come in and they feel like we're expecting them. We know them and we've already maybe addressed, as Beth had alluded to, some of the barriers that might have prevented them from coming in otherwise. So that's been a, a huge win for us, being able to leverage our workforce better because all their appointments are, are being used properly and being able to meet the needs of our patients. Fantastic. Uh, what, what an incredibly power-packed intervention. It's uh, just so brilliant. It, it boggles the minds. And I'm so uh, glad to hear that uh, you, you, you've had such great success with it and many others are emulating that. Um, uh, you had mentioned in the pre-interview as well that uh, your clinicians are really appreciating uh, these visits because it's unburdening them. Uh, and, and I'd love to know how the patients are reacting. It seems 
kind of obvious that patients are liking it, uh, but are there patients that are not liking it or still not available? So maybe a little bit of both of those aspects of it. How are the patients responding to this idea and how are the clinicians responding to this idea? So we have received feedback from our, our patients, um, a lot of really positive comments about appreciation for helping to facilitate their entry into the, into the network. And as Dr. Stevens had mentioned, addressing any barriers, was it, is it transportation? Um, is it easier for them to do that first visit as a virtual visit? And how can they help to facilitate that process for them? Some feedback that we did hear was really wanting to have some extended hours for those virtual visits. And that's something we've addressed more recently. Um, so being able to offer those perhaps early in the morning or early evening to really facilitate patient convenience and uptake of those visits. And, and again, we do know that those who go through them are more engaged and, and have that significantly lower no-show rate for that first new patient appointment. As it pertains to clinicians, um, certainly some change management as we've navigated through this larger journey of having the regional remote teams um, pivoting from, you know, who are these people and how are they going to be interfacing with those of us in the practice to hearing feedback of, my, my care continuum partner, medical assistant is on leave and who is going to be replacing her because we really now depend on that person to help to facilitate work so that those who are in the practice can be more present with the patients in front of them. And then certainly hearing feedback on you know, the welcome video visit content itself. And that has now gone through a few iterations to be as streamlined and, and high yield as possible. And really hearing the benefit of being able to have that information at your fingertips prior to walking into that new patient visit, whereas previously we were often walking in, maybe not knowing anything about that patient if they had been in, a, in an external health network previously. And now we're able to have all of that to really start that visit on strong footing and be ready to focus on developing the relationship even further. I think she elucidated the feedback beautifully. The one thing I'll add in, and I was mentioning this a little earlier, so the, the ripple effects, the downstream other opportunities from this remote workforce was understanding what tasks that you know could come out of a practice and be done from this regional team or regional remote team instead. Some of the other things that we took out, things like prior offs, where an MA would sit in one of our practices and try to be rooming a patient and also be on the phone trying to navigate a prior off with you know insurance company related to medications. We were able to take hours of work away from those in-person MAs and move that to the regional teams, which has been a huge win for us and a win for our clinical care teams at, at the point of care. Not to mention, they've been able to manage in-basket tasks and other types of care management tasks that could be done regionally and remotely. It's, it's had a lot of impact, and that's also been a big satisfier for our clinical teams. Whenever you first integrated the regional team, it's clear that you care about people, not just, you know, patients. You care about your providers and everybody in your whole system. So what was that like? Because you mentioned that recruiting changed whenever you were do creating this team. So was that something that people felt, oh, no, or were they going to be threatened by that a little bit to have this new team come in? And then what's the new team coming in saying, oh my gosh, we're virtual. Are we going to feel like we're a full part of that team? So how did you manage all of those expectations to keep everybody happy and know that you are still a team and build that sort of 
family and environmental care. So when we began, we started on a small scale. We started with a pilot and we knew that because this was something very different for us, we had to have people that were willing to be champions. So we started with a nurse and an MA that were really Uh, that were willing to partner with us. And we said, we are creating something from scratch. So we need you to innovate and to develop with us and be willing to go out there and just do something entirely different. And we had the right people to do that. And so I think that's a really crucial first step for us. You just have to start somewhere. And that was something that was big. We started in areas that were willing to be on the cutting edge of innovation and that were willing to put themselves out there. But as we started to build this and it started to get bigger and we started to scale across our entire primary care footprint, that iterative evolution, we we hit the bell curve of change management, where you had your early adopters that we leveraged very rapidly. And then we hit the folks in the middle and we did have some laggards that really were not that interested in changing and were questioning, what are you doing and why are you doing this? And, and I don't see the value of this because we need people to do that. And it required a lot of discussion and role clarity and ongoing iterative development. And uh, and I'm so grateful to say we're now on the other side, as, as Dr. Craven mentioned, people talk about them as our team. And that was our goal is to say, this is an extension of your traditional practice. It's the same type of roles. They're, they're PSRs, they're clerical, they're clinical nurses, MAs, they're just remote. And they're just doing this work differently. So that was a process for us. Uh, Beth, do you want to comment on some of the other things that were done to to help people along with that? Sure. So these teams did meet with the people in the practices. So we could all put faces to the to the name and, and know who it was who was sending us this various information, whether it be in basket or the welcome video visit documentation, so that people would know this was the, the care management partner. If I have a question about this, this is the person who I'm going to contact. We also have ongoing team huddles, and I think that has been incredibly impactful at really facilitating, cementing those relationships and helping people to really see that, as Dr. Stevens had mentioned, these teams are an extension of the practices. So we know who they are, we know what their roles are, we know um, what to expect that we're going to be seeing and hearing from them, and we know who to contact when we when we need some help or have some questions about various aspects of care. So that has been an ongoing process. And again, those, those regular touch points via huddle, I think have been very, very crucial and impactful. Uh, one thing I'll pose is the impact on the workforce. Dr. Stevens, you mentioned this quite a bit. It seems really remarkable that what started off as an access and patient-centered, patient-partnered uh, project really starts to have major ripple effects because you're able to deliver the care in such a different way. And what I'd like to understand is, was it more, uh, was it any diff- more difficult to try to recruit a remote workforce because people are still challenged at finding all of these positions in person, or was it easier because they were remote? Uh, and what have been the implications post-COVID for you in terms of being able to sustain your practices while many of our clients are just struggling with trying to fill these positions? Has it been any easier for you because you had a leg up, so to speak, in creating this remote workforce? Uh, so so great question. And candidly, I think, you know, again, staffing across the industry continues to be a challenge. Uh, For us, the remote workforce was actually 
pretty easy to recruit for. And that was something that was also very helpful for this. When we were struggling at the time, we were down quite a few number of positions across our medical group. This was an easy recruitment ask for us, uh, especially for people that wanted to be remote at that time. Uh, one thing I'll say as far as the financials around this is that we were able, if you were to add all of the staff together, our remote workforce plus our in-practice workforce, the remote workforce allowed us to gain efficiencies. If we had everyone in person, uh, we would have had 25% more staff. So our remote workforce allowed us to work with 75% of the staffing that would have been required because they gained efficiencies, because they weren't constantly multitasking and doing different things. It allowed us to do more with less from a workforce perspective. So for us financially, it's been a win-win. We've been successful at caring for our patients and doing it in a way that it was done with a more efficient workforce. So uh, so very sustainable from that perspective. As the world changes and as the pandemic happened and all of these things and now AI, all the things that are coming our way, why is it so important to be able to come to these new solutions? And, and I guess secondarily, are your team more willing to adopt these things because they're being created by physicians? So it's not coming down from somebody who hasn't lived your role? Mm -hmm. Well, I think we are certainly in a transformational time of healthcare um, between, you know, reimbursement reform and everything that's happening in healthcare, to your point, with all of the new disruptors, uh, the way healthcare is being delivered is constantly changing. And it forces us as healthcare delivery organizations to transform with it. Uh, it's the old blockbuster Netflix analogy, right? Unless you constantly transform your care delivery model to meet the needs of patients who are also consumers of healthcare and do it in a way that's cost effective as an organization, then you're not going to be successful moving forward. So in order for us to be here in 5, 10, 15, 20 years, uh, it, we have to transform and we have to do it in a way that meets the needs of our patients in a patient-centric way that's also efficient for us as, as a business. Thank you both for being here. This was a great conversation. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, just incredible. Really appreciate it. And thank you all for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.